Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. And let's go all the way to Croatia now ahead of the semi-final to find out more about their team. And we are joined by Croatian football writer Juraj Froyake. Juraj, good evening from us in South Africa. Thank you very much for being able to speak to us this evening. Um, good evening from Croatia and thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. How is the mood in Croatia a couple of hours before the semi-final with Argentina? How are the people feeling? Um, as you'd imagine, it's quite exciting. I mean, um, it's second second consecutive semi-final in the World Cup for Croatia. And as you said previously, no one really could have imagined Croatia going all the way uh, to the top four again after that 2018 run. But um, here we are and people are obviously very excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is the real belief that Croatia can beat this Argentina team tonight? Uh, well, you know, considering the fact that in the previous, in the pre- including previous tournament in 2018, Croatia mm. had uh, gone through 12 games uh, with only one loss, and that one loss came against France in the World Cup final. So, um, you know, the, the, the people are still confident that uh, we can skip over Argentina uh, as as in a similar fashion as we did with Brazil or, or England in 2018 semifinals, uh, there's that resilience that, that, that is kind of a, uh, describes this Croatian team uh, quite a lot. And therefore, people are, you know, believing that Croatia can once again end up in the final. Yeah. Yes, and you did actually beat them also in the 2018 World Cup in Russia uh, by three goals to nil. But I guess a lot has changed maybe since then. Ivan Rakitic, one of the scorers in that World Cup, no longer part of this team. Mario Mandzukic is now on the bench, I think, as, a, as an assistant coach. How different is this team from the one that played in the World Cup and reached the final in 2018? Well, we, we, Croatia did uh, undergone a, a change of guards, a change of uh, generation uh, since the 2018 edition and uh while obviously you know it was Rakitic's last dance and Mandzukic's last dance in Russia um we've introduced new players a new system that kind of adapted really well you, you have new talents such as uh, first and foremost Joško Guardiola at the center back who's been brilliant this whole tournament is really oozing self-confidence in every uh, in each and every game and Next to him, you have the likes of Borna Sosa uh, at the left back, who's also bound to make a, a big move out of Stuttgart uh, after the World Cup. So, you know, the, the, there are new faces, but still this is a team that's running on the, the, the experienced names, the, most notably the midfield, which includes um, Mateo Kovacic, uh, Marcelo Brozovic and uh, Luka Modric, first and foremost. So that's kind of still the beating heart of the team, which is not really the... It is... A bit of an aging squad still, but you know that the, there's been, as I said, like a change of generation that proves that Croatia will still have something to say in the tournaments to come. And and is it, is it a squad made up mostly of players who play outside Croatia, or is there a nice balance between players who play in Croatia and those who play outside? Um, uh, yeah, the, mostly as. It, it was always the case that Croatia, the, the, the best players, the, the, the carriers of this team, the talismans are playing in the, in the best sides in Europe. But um, when we're talking about the quarterfinal against Brazil, 
we we think about the the, the goal, the equalizer that was um, that was done by uh, the duo from domestic league from Dinamo Zagreb. It's like uh-huh. uh, Slav Orsic and uh, the, the scorer uh, Bruno Petkovic. They they both represent uh, Dinamo Zagreb, domestic champions, and uh, that's a story on its own because. It's like 50-50 in terms of the players who were meant to be great from the start, so to say. They were dubbed as really big talents from the very beginning of their careers. Mm-hmm. But also the players who had to go to different paths, who did not seem as if they could ever reach these heights. Um, we're talking about the, the aforementioned Petkovic and Orsic duo, but also the likes of Marko Livaja, the scorer against Canada or the brilliant right-back, Josip Piranovic, and uh, and his colleague on the right side against Brazil, Mario Pašalic. They all had to go through different stages and they, they, they faced really heavy doubts that they're ever going to make make it on the big stage. And yet, you know, here they are. So that also kind of speaks of the, the mindset of the players that are playing throughout this uh, championship. And, and then, you know, it, it also says kind of why this team has the energy and has the mindset to go all the way and to basically never give up. Yeah. And and I had one of one of the journalists from Croatia, I just forget his name, I think his name is Holiger. He was speaking on Sky Sports uh, today and he was saying there's such great team unity and team spirit in this Croatian team, even though maybe not all the players get along, but they seem to be united and that's what's got them this far in this competition. W- would you agree with those sentiments? Yeah, I mean the, the 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 team spirit is obviously high. When when Zlatko Dalić, the head coach, uh, t- t- took over in 2017, Croatia was in a bit of a shambled state, and we 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 nearly dropped out on qualifying for the tournament in Russia because we went to the playoffs against Ukraine back in the day, uh, and he only met the team uh, before that playoff game in Ukraine. It was, you know, the, the atmosphere around the team was quite bad, even though. The 2016 Euros were, were quite all right. We dropped out of against Portugal in, in the knockout rounds. But the, the, when Zlatko Dalic came, it kind of the, the, the first thing he did was to, to kind of bring back together the feeling of you know togetherness in that team. And that's, that's, his, uh, that's his biggest work, I guess, with, with, with this Croatian squad. And the, the, the team cohesion is really good and it's been good since the 2018 tournament and you know it definitely it definitely brings something to to to, to this team and to their achievements it, it is I'd agree that it makes a large portion of what makes this Croatia team the the, the sense of togetherness yeah. For those who are just joining us, we have crossed over to Croatia. We are speaking to Juraj Vridoljak, uh, who is uh, just giving us some insight into this Croatian team that has reached second successive World Cup semi-final. They reached the final the last time out before losing to France. Can they go all the way this time around? Not many people fancied their chances before the tournament started, and they like to do it. The, they like to do it the hard way, Juraj. Also, eh? Always going to extra time and and, and penalties. Is it that? resilience that you were talking about earlier on yes definitely as i said like this croatia just doesn't seem to give up and um they have the power to go all the way uh, which makes them really really difficult opponent to face because you you know even rarely someone thought that brazil 
uh, will drop the the lead they got, especially in the extra time. And yet, you know, in in one of the last dying minutes, Croatia just pulled back and scored an equalizer, and then went all the way on the penalties. And that's kind of out of out of twelve games uh, in the knockout, out of the, all of the games in the knockout stages for the previous past uh, past two tournaments, the, the Croatia went to extra time in uh, each and every one of them apart from the final you know so so that's that's always they ended up winners from each game so that speaks on its own as well they just you know they have the energy and they have that mindset to go all the way yeah yeah and they've done it they've done it the hard way we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back we will welcome your voice notes 0614104107 any questions you might have for our journalist in Croatia or how you see this game going tonight you can catch it live on SABC Sport at 9 as well as various SABC radio stations Put- Tabiso Musia on SAFM okay let's take a voice note since 2018 on the World Cup I selected Croatia as my favorite team. Yes, I was disappointed last time when they lose to France. And uh, if I remember, all the games that we play in the World Cup uh, <clears throat> is the game that, you know, all the team that they play with, they started to score and they come behind. And then they win the game at the end. So this time around, they do the same thing. This time around, they're going to win the final. Yeah. The final is going to Croatia. They're going to play together with Morocco. Morocco is going to lose in the final. Today they're going to win three goals to not. Good evening, Tavis. Okay, good evening. Thanks for that. Sounds like a true friend, fan of Croatia, rather. Um, you've Raj, you you've mentioned um, Luka Modric earlier on. I mean, he is still going strong at the age of 37. How is he still going strong um, at this age, Luka Modric? Um, yeah, it, it's a story on its own uh, as far as we as far as the Croatian national team goes. I mean, um, if you would see uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, crashing out of the tournament, his last tournament. Uh, it, it seemed very underwhelming uh, the way his this perhaps final stage of uh, his career goes for such a great player. And to see Luka Modric still going strong at the age of 37, both in the national team and Real Madrid, it, it's a really uh, tremendous career and tremendous achievement for, for a, a player who perhaps wasn't on the radar as one of the greats in global terms, but you know he turned out to be Definitely one of the greats. Uh, we, even without the Ballon d'Or, he won after the 2018 tournament. Yeah, and and there's another star that's also coming to the fore now, the goalkeeper, Dominic Livakovic. I'm sure he'll attract a lot of interest after this game, especially after saving three penalties. I think was the first goalkeeper to do that in a World Cup. What can you share with us about this goalkeeper? Um, he, well, he faced... Uh, it's funny to say now from this perspective, but he faced certain doubts uh, in recent day and age. He even was briefly dropped from the from the goal um, during the qualifiers for the World Cup because of he had injury struggle, but he also had a certain struggles with his self confidence. Um, he brought attention, rightfully so, by those brilliant penalty saves, which I have to um, have to mention the fact that. If you remember the, the Croatia's first-choice goalkeeper in Russia, 
Daniel Subasic, he, he was all, they both hail from the same club, uh, which is Zenka Zadar. It's, it's, oh. uh, it used to be a first division club, so there's something to it. There's okay. a tradition of good goalkeeping in that club, good goalkeeping coaches. But um, he had experience in the Champions League and he has experience in the Champions League with Dinamo Zagreb. He's also one of the domestic players in this team, domestic league players. Mm. But he did face uh, certain doubts and um, I'm, I'm happy for him because um, he did, he kind of faced redemption now with this brilliant uh, penalty save, penalty save streak. And, uh, you know, hopefully if Croatia goes to another penalty shootout, hopefully he, he can repeat the feat again. Okay, and we've got more voice notes here from South Africans. Let's get your thoughts on Argentina-Croatia tonight. Bonjour, Tabiso. Uh, I mean, Croatia has been phenomenal. I mean, their performance in the World Cup, their caliber of players they've produced is top class. My question to your guest is, um, what did the Croatian Football Association do to ensure that um, they progress from junior national teams? How active are their junior national teams? Thank you, Captain Musa. Okay, Captain Musa, thanks for that. Um, what 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 can you tell us about football in Croatia? That is in this small nation of just over four million people. I think reach successive World Cup semis. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's not as optimistic uh, as as positive as you'd imagine when mm. we are talking about Croatian national team. Uh, your guest, uh, your 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 caller uh, mentioned the Croatian Football Federation. We actually have a quite a lot of trouble with corruption oh. inside the, the the Croatian Football Federation, and that's one of the talking points because I think all of this success with this team in the the this and the last World Cup in Russia is not because of their good moves, because of good moves from people from the Federation, but rather despite all of this. Because Croatia is a small country and we don't have the state-of-the-art facilities, mm. we don't have we have good tradition of like football academies, but we don't have the state-of-the-art facilities, we don't have a national stadium as well. The, the biggest stadium in the capital in Zagreb is, is, is a horrendous state. Uh, the, the, they even had one stand, the East stand was closed after a major earthquake hit in 2020. So, you know, the, we're not talking about anything that you can point your fingers towards. I think that that's another story about resilience because those players and this team made it. They made it big uh, individually and collectively. Because in spite of all these problems they were facing while uh, going through the, the academy ranks and going through... Uh, the, the 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 development phase in Croatian football, so it, it it really is a story that has no straight answer. Why why we are so good at it? We have natural talent, obviously, but mm. you know it's more more a story of making it despite the obstacles and not because of some uh, good strategy or something like that. Jeez. Okay, well done to the players then. And how competitive is 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 the league? Is is it Competitive enough to produce, I mean, clearly it's competitive enough to produce quality players, but is it dominated by local footballers or overseas-based players, or is it a bit of both in Croatia? Um, uh, yeah, that's that's. we're going back to something more positive. Uh, Croatian league saw um, a, a sense of development, in, in especially in the past five or, or six years. Um, the clubs are being more competitive. Uh, you have... The current champions, Dinamo Zagreb, are 
more or less a familiar name in terms of European club football. Uh, they've reached the, 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 the later stages of the Europa League recently, uh, even quarterfinal of the Europa League. And they've beaten, you might have come across Dinamo Zagreb's name, well, when they've beaten um, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Chelsea and West Ham in the recent years, both in Champions League and, and in the Europa League. So, you know, the, even the clubs are not strangers to some sub- substantial feats. Uh, in international tournaments, but it's still a rather a more development league. You know, the, the, our players leave the clubs, the biggest talents leave the clubs fairly early because they get nitpicked by the big sides in Europe. And um, I think it's better for them to go up and develop uh, in 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 those bigger sides and in, in in the biggest sides. But it's still an interesting league to follow. Yes. Yeah. And just finally, oh, do you have another voice note? Oh, okay, no, no, not at the moment. Just find the Juraj as as we as we before we let you go. Now, where then does this current Croatia national football team rank in terms of teams from Croatia of the past? Is this will this have been the golden generation? Uh, or yeah, the one at the last World Cup? We can include because, as I said, the the the, the main players of the twenty from the twenty eighteen. I mean, we lack the likes of Mandzukic and, and Rakitic, but still, a lot of those players are still present in this team, so we can put it down to one single generation. Um, I think this is definitely the, the, the greatest generation of all times. They've surpassed the 1998 famous squad that finished third in the World Cup in France. So we can definitely say that this, this generation surpassed the, the achievements of that 1998 squads and it's going to go down as the best one in history is that the one that had davosuka yes yes davosuka yes. <laughs> scored a lot of goals for croatia but thanks yeah, he for the golden boot. yeah yes he got the golden boot actually you're right top goal scorer well, all the yes, best yes. tonight, Juraj. Uh, you can hear, I hope you can hear, there's a lot of support for Croatia here in South Africa. Equally so, there's a lot of support for Argentina, but we just thought we should put the spotlight on Croatia tonight because they've gone under the radar here despite being finalists in 2018. And all the best, and hopefully you can go all the way. Appreciate, appreciate the sport, and thank you for having me on. Thank you for speaking to us in South Africa. That is Croatian football journalist there, Juraj Vrodjak, speaking to us all the way from Croatia about this team. Unbelievable what they've done. A country of a population of just over 4 million people. They've reached a second successive FIFA World Cup semi-final. They are on the verge of reaching a second final. And nobody gave them a chance before this tournament. And he's even telling us that it's not even thanks to the Federation that they've come this far. Because there's a lot of corruption in their Federation. So it's credit to the players. And they're just blessed with talent and hardworking players who show a lot of resilience. And and you can see that resilience has got them through. So all the best to Croatia against Argentina. Many other people's pre-tournament favorites. I did mention them also that mm, they could be a team to watch out for. But after seeing their first game against Saudi Arabia, I doubts about Argentina but they've soldiered on they've soldiered on and they've made it all the way and I guess when you've got the brilliance of Lionel Messi I mean anything is possible and like I said yesterday I think for everything that is done for the game on and off the field, Lionel Messi how fitting would it be for him to also win a World Cup I do not think he needs a World Cup 
to to separate him from a Cristiano Ronaldo to decide who the GOAT is. I don't think neither of those two gentlemen need to win a World Cup. I think they have been great for the game for the past, I don't know how many years we can remember and what they've done. Doesn't even need a World Cup, but a World Cup will be a cherry on top, I guess. Oh, we've got another voice note. OK, 